You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. I don't know. I might join the army. No, I got. I don't got a lot going on. That's <laughs> yeah, true. You know what I mean. Might spice things up a little bit. Uh, you know what I like about the army? What's that? It's not a. Th- it's not a workplace where you need to put on airs about why you are there. True. Like if you walked into an army recruiter and they said, "Son, why you want to join this man's military?" Mm. And, and you said, "Because uh, it's that or jail." Yeah. You know what I mean? Or or. Uh, I'm, you know, I got a girl pregnant and now I'm trying to get to Afghanistan immediately. They would say, good reason as any. All right, sign up, kid. I mean, I don't even think they'd even, I don't think they necessarily even ask a reason. It's good. Yeah, they just get you in. You're in. Imagine doing a job interview for the Army. Imagine getting turned down by the Army. Hey, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be marched through a desert. Yeah. Because apparently all conflicts are in the desert for the last 50 years. Yeah. So I'm going to be marched through a desert. Maybe Eastern Europe. Maybe where, we'll yeah, I don't know. What's going, does anyone remember Ukraine? What's that? Ukraine? What? The, the Ukraine. Is that a... Kiev. Is that a running shoe? <laughs> the Ukraine. Do, they, do, do we all forget? Oh, we forgot. We forgot, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We forgot... Bef- what's interesting is that we forgot before we stopped paying for it, which I think is very interesting. Are we still paying for it? We're still paying for it. That's lit. Not for much longer. No? Apparently, we're cutting them off. They're going to negotiate. That's that's the last I saw. I ne- negotiate. That's good news. Yeah. I mean, it depends. What's worth it to you? I, this is the fundamental question. Is land worth your life? It's not worth my life. But You is, wouldn't die for the, the, great, the great neighborhood of Hollywood? Gonna die, gonna die, gonna die for... In and out, yeah. <laughs> Die for in and out that shit. Uh, no, listen, my life might not be worth that, but that's I would leave that up to the individual. There's certain people who think that the sanctity of their border, the country that that they take great pride in, is is worth their life. Mm. I don't uh, even. Maybe if I owned, if maybe if I had stake in the land, if I wasn't living like a like a serf, like you know a, like a in, a in this feudalist system we got going on. Very here. compelling point. Yeah. If I had stake in the thing, that I'd feel more compelled to defend it. Somebody should run that up the flagpole. See, see if uh, a- anybody in charge would listen to that. No, they'll say we looked at that. We look. You're gonna own nothing. You're gonna own nothing. <laughs> unless you, unless you win, unless you. I don't even know. Like I was gonna say, unless you work hard, but like I don't even think work is an option anymore. I think you're coming from a place of extreme unemployment. <laughs> You know, it might have might uh, uh, tainted your view a little bit. Where's the work? The work is in the fucking oil fields, my guy. The robots took it. You got to be willing to work in the oil fields. Robots took it. You're like that meme. Remember that meme from two weeks ago? It's a guy working on an oil uh, refinery. Mm. He's jacked as fuck, shirtless, covered in mud oil, and he's... Uh, He's moving machi- heavy machinery around. Yeah, the one that conservatives like to repost. And, and They're be- like, what happened to us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Be- and people are saying, uh, what's harder than this? And then everybody says things like, you know, finishing finishing my third bowl of the night while while trying to, you know, uh, uh, perfect uh, speed, speed run uh, GoldenEye or whatever, you know? I like when people uh, just say, you guys need a new video. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, that's how long would you give a meme on the open market? Oh my god, dude! It, they they come and go so quickly. There, I witnessed a meme get beaten into the dirt before I even understood the context. I just Do you remember it. It's the one of the um, the the so it's like just a it's a photo of the like entryway of a house and there's like the the lip above the door. Oh yeah. It was. It had already run the gambit of every possible joke from every possible angle yeah. before I even understood what we were talking about, and I was. I maybe didn't look at Twitter for t- ten hours. Yep, maybe. And then that one, that one was in the ground before you got there. I was like, we're already done with this. Yeah, we were, we were already. This is already a spent meme, and I don't even like. If I was gonna make my own little joke, is it's already it's already done. I didn't even get to think about it, and it's done. What I think is fascinating is when people reveal themselves. So everybody that doesn't understand the meme that Eric's talking about because you weren't on Twitter for 36 hours and it rose and fall fell. Um, It's the uh, vestibule of a home uh, photographed from the interior and to create the, 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 I guess the overhang of uh, uh, whatever it's very, it is a very, very foolish design element. There is, I like it. There's just, what amounts to useless negative space above the door on the interior that is unreachable without a ladder. Yeah. But is, is a flat surface that in principle, something should go there. That's where, that's where like your, your uh, funny friend like sleeps during the sleepover. Yeah. 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 You know, he gets, he he gets up there somehow and with his sleeping bag and that's where he sleeps. The only point of it. And you go, look at Jake. He's sleeping up there. It's hilarious. Yeah. That's, I think that what is revealing about that is how is how many people seem to say, "Oh yeah, that that's crazy. That's it's so silly," as though they were familiar with this phenomenon. Yeah. When it is really limited to, what would you say, upper middle uh, upper middle class homes built in the last five years? Well, upper middle class for where we come from, but maybe for the rest of the country, you can, I mean, you can get like a fucking McMansion in like a rural part of South Carolina for what? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. 300 grand? Yeah, 300 grand. So that might be middle class these days. Okay. 
so, you take out a mortgage down payment of you know dual income, you can be middle middle class and get something like that. Now you want let's let's pivot to snob talk off of this. Okay, I sent you. I, I don't wish to make fun of this person because I, 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 I professionally he's like uh, adjacent to me in whatever respect he's mm. in my field. Don't get us in trouble. No, no, no. That already happened. Did it? There was a dude that was super angry about something I said on here. Oh, the teacher thing? And no, 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 no. The teachers, listen, you're all pedos. We got the, salty teachers. Yeah, we got salty teachers. I don't yeah. care. Listen, you're all deranged. Yeah. But the, the uh, no, we got, there was a dude that got really, really mad about something that I said. I talked about his specific circumstance, which is probably inappropriate, but I don't think I use anybody's name, whatever. And then uh, I saw he was mad. I spoke to him and then... He said, all good, whatever. And then I caught him two years later being like a little, little, little. What is that? What, is, what are you doing? You're doing like a beaver thing. I'm, I'm doing uh, uh, Jack Nicholson from. Uh, oh, you're doing the rat. Uh, I got this rat. I got this rat. Yeah. I, so I caught, I caught this little fucking. That might be my favorite moment in all of cinema. It's a great, great, great. moment. Go on. Uh, <clears throat> so. I don't want to, again, I'm not picking on anybody here, whatever, whatever. It's a difference of opinion. It was a young person who I don't think is that young. He's got to be at least 30. Mm. Positing online that $126,000 a year is rich. Now, we have quite a few broke boys. Broke boys. In our listenership. Yeah. I've spent a huge portion of my life. Some would argue a tragic amount of time. Some, some might say it all. Yes. As a, as a broke boy. Yeah. I'm above no one. Yeah. You've been doing well the last two years and you, you're like, oh, yeah. look at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little rich boy. Yeah. Donald Trump. It, it, yeah, I'm Donald Trump Jr. Bootstraps. That's, a good, <laughs> that's what I said to everybody. Yeah. Now when I see a homeless person, I go, I, I, I kneel down. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. like, like I crouch a little yeah. bit. I try to make direct eye contact with them. Yeah. And I say, I could have been you. Yeah. But oh, I thought you would say, I did it. What's wrong with you? No, no, but that, that's oh. where I'm going. Oh, okay. I, I crouch down. I said, I could have been you. <laughs> But I'm not you, am I? Just built different. There's something in me. <laughs> that th- you got that dog. I I got a will to succeed, and what do you got? You got diarrhea coke caked drawers. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's the difference between you and I. You know, how crazy is it that people that <clears throat> I think the sickest person, sickest person in the world, mm. is someone who comes from lower middle class who then rises to. Incredible success. I think that the, the most deranged, these are like the, you want to talk about your me too's. You want to talk about your, like your, you know, putting women in cages and shit. Yeah. That's them because there's such a chip on your shoulder coming yeah. from a, like not poverty. Poverty is a different thing coming from like lower middle class where, you know, maybe you're just like, you, you didn't have the sneakers mm. or whatever. Mm. Nothing major. Yeah. But, when that person becomes successful, they, they believe it was ordained by God. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and I'll tell you what. <clears throat> when It's like when a college student, like a little, little socialist, communist, DSA theory reader gets a, gets a real job, and they look at their first paycheck, and they're like, what, what's all these taxes? Yes. And then, oh, oh, oh. You saw, you saw that tweet the other day where it was a girl saying, I just, 
I don't understand taxes. It's like we pay these things, and where does the money? She was <laughs> a great question. She, she was she was like DSA type. She's like, where does the money go? She's like, I just think it's wrong that it goes to foreign wars. Oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> and the right wingers all like quote tweeted and said she's this close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but the right wingers are dishonest too because until the last fucking i don't know five or six until years. ukraine they were all yes they all wanted foreign wars all the time <laughs> yes they were like after 9 11 they were like middle east gonna be a parking lot <laughs> yo eric and i watched 20 years not long enough eric and i watched the star show we t- t- uh, turned it on for one second uh, and if we came in at the end of a conversation with a veteran where star the host looks very sincerely at the at the screen and, and as he says goodbye to the man and says thank, uh, thank you for your call sir and and of course thank you for your service and man hangs up and he says thank you for killing <laughs> and he goes you know and and this is the star's actual worldview i know this to be true he says oil's worth it he he said uh, it, it's uh, uh land is worth it uh, we are the colonizers of the United States. Come to grips with it and uh, enjoy the ride, folks. Do we have to? Do we have to give context that this is Troy Terrain of uh, Star and Buck Wild Show from Hot ninety seven? I, th- I hope that our listeners have. It's a one to one crossover with the Star Show. Yeah, but we talk a lot about how. For en- for entertainment purposes, we'll dive into some of these weirdo right wing people. Just oh no no this this fella is he gives you the objective perspective. The objective perspective. Now, as I've I like s- to think, we're we're his disciples. Yes, I do too. Although he would he would think we're the biggest pussy. He in the would world. not like us on any level. No, but uh, if I can, going back, yeah, uh, the the kid saying a hundred thousand a year was rich. Yes. Uh, 30 years ago, there was an argument that you were upper middle class if you made six figures. Okay. Here's a question. When you, let's, let's pin him. Let's pin a moment. I don't know what this kid is making financially, but let's say he's making uh, $40,000 a year. Do you remember when you were making $40,000 a year? Sure. Okay. Did you at that time believe a hundred thousand dollars was wealth? No. You could easily see how it could completely change your world. Yeah, but it's like, so from my perspective, living on the coasts, it just really, the difference between 100K and 40K means, what, a thousand extra square footage? Yeah, I mean. it's about it. Literally. Maybe I can go out to eat a little more often. You can go out to eat a little more often. Yeah, that's it. Still have to rent. Still have to rent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not really saving, probably. Yeah, weirdly not. So, but there is a difference between not really saving and not saving at all. Yeah, there I is mean, because you're not saving anything at forty thousand dollars a year. Nothing, less than nothing. But what was interesting was the comments to this to this person were of the stripe where it's, yeah, man, I make thirty grand and I'm winging. I couldn't imagine making more money. Well, that's a problem. Where do you live? That's a problem. I just my question is, where do you live? Well, give me your age and give me. Because in yeah. Albany, in Albany, New York, at one time, I was making maybe thirty, and I f- I felt like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Is that right? It was just because it was. What do I need money for? Right. I wasn't. I wasn't family oriented. I wasn't saving for a house. It's like, yeah. what do you? Do? I I didn't have any problems. Yeah. It's different. So I just th- I thought it was interesting though, in that sort of. Uh, whatever that perspective 
enhancing sort of way, $100,000 as wealth, as rich. Absurd. Uh, well, uh, just if you live in fucking Mechanicsburg, then you're probably doing pretty well at a hundred grand. It's still just well, though. Yeah, it's just well. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not by any. It, it's. A, I guess it's a a really poor person's idea of rich. Yeah, but that's what I think. I think you should always be mindful to not make broad or to make sweeping statements from the perspective of of fucking an inert poverty. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like you, you end up embarrassing yourself slightly. If you're speaking with authority about things from a position that, uh, you know, if you got a part-time job, your worldview would change. Yeah. I mean, what do you want? I mean, people, that person will one day, brush up against it or maybe maybe at some point they get a job that pays them well and and you know they'll see how much gets taken out in taxes and then they'll try to upgrade their situation and they'll realize that it's not it's not i think what also what people don't realize is like when it comes to actual wealth people will you know will look at like millionaires and and billionaires and be like they got all this money what do they need it for and it's like well when you when you have money like that your lifestyle tends to reflect it, and then it's incumbent on you to continue the flow of money into into your life. You know, if like if you buy, what's the first thing I imagine any person you suddenly come into a bunch of money. You you win the lottery, you get a hundred mil, you get fifty mil, whatever it is. The first thing you do, I would think, you buy a nice house. One would think. All right. So what are the taxes on that? You know, like if you buy a a ten million dollar mansion. What are your taxes? Depending on, I mean, it obviously depends on where you buy it. We're going to get ourselves in trouble because I'm, I, ethically, I'm completely convinced that a flat tax is the more, is the moral thing to do rather than like, like you know, the, the DSA style argument is that, uh, you know, it's, it's the inverse of to each, to their ability, to each, to their need, whatever it's, it's to what we can take from each is. Is, is, what does each to their What does each to your need mean? Well, that's a problem, yeah. right? Is your need? Who defines that? I need a mansion. See, now you're thinking like a real person, mm-hmm. not not a. Uh, I need a PS5. Not a argumentative construct by fucking Marx. You know, mm-hmm. it, 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 that's the that's the problem here. Is that why would I allow a stranger to define need for me? It's bizarre. I need an F one fighter jet. Yeah. Need it. How am I going to live without it? No, no, no. The state says all you need is uh, a mush meal and uh, once a month a banana. We're going to have to find some middle ground here. <laughs> yeah, sorry. The state doesn't have middle ground. It just makes rules for broadly for for, for uh, individuals as, as a mass. Mm, you know what? When I get paid to exist as a warrior poet... Mm. I will do my latrine cleaning uh, dutifully and yes. and uh, with enthusiasm. With I have th- no doubt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <clears throat> uh, the reason that I think that a flat tax and this this is like a horror to a lot of our listeners. The reason that I think a flat tax is the moral uh, right here is because Two percent of the population in the United States, as the high earners, pays forty percent of the uh, taxes in the mm-hmm. United States. Right? Do they use 
40% more infrastructure than everybody else? Do they use uh, 40% more healthcare than anybody else? No, more likely they'll go private when they need healthcare that the, of the stripe that they want. You might argue they use less. Yes, I would argue 100% they use less than <laughs> So do they use, here's a question, Eric, do they use 40% more uh, uh, firefighting services? No. Forty uh, percent more cops. No, they probably have private security. If they're that wealthy, they yeah. probably have private security. But not even that. It's they're they likely live in communities where uh, policing is not. Uh, there's there's maybe virtually no street policing. So so the here's I, the thing. I, I know where you're going with this, and it's and the problem is is that it's not so much the revenue and where it comes from for taxes. Mm. To me, it's the whole tax infrastructure. Okay, tell me more. In that, when you pay, like, the thing is, when ostensibly, ideally, you want to see, you want to see your money, the money that you pay in taxes, you want to see that reflected in your surroundings. Now, people would argue roads, firefighters, police, et cetera, et cetera, whatever it is. Sure. And you'd have to emergency medical care, whatever. Yeah. You say, okay, yeah. Like I use the roads. I, we all paid for that. That's a good thing. That's, that's, that's nice. But when you look into how much in your, whatever your local jurisdiction is, your County, your city, your town, the amount of money that is pulled in from taxes, the amount of revenue that's pulled in, I would think I should get a little more in that, yeah, I'd like a public option health care. I'd like, you know, uh, maybe get some of these homeless off the streets and into some housing or into some rehab program or into some, uh, you know, mental health care facility. Very, very di- that's a very difficult one because yeah. if we're taking your taxes mm-hmm. to house strangers, mm-hmm. uh, do you have any say? No, well, you have Uh, say through representative government. Through representative government, yeah. Uh, But in the same way that some people are very mad that their money, tax dollars, go towards the war machine, the war machine, yeah. uh, I could also, you know, it's very easy to see how someone could be irritated with. Maybe they're not sympathetic to the homeless, yeah, or perhaps they believe that, at at the very least, uh, that some type of workfare program is the way to go. Versus austerity, house yeah, just yeah. Ho- housing, housing well, people. They can exercise that voice through representative government, and in the meantime, mm-hmm. get uh, the, get fleeced. Well, there's also the uh, that if if your if the place you live doesn't reflect your values, you have two options: representative government or bounce. Yeah, I'm a big fan of bounce. Big fan of bounce. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, I think the problem is, like, I don't have a problem with the wealth tax. The money has to come from somewhere. Uh, but my problem is I want, like, a proper audit of this shit. And I have a feeling that in a lot of local governments, certain cities that will go nameless, yeah. I have a feeling there's probably a lot of, a lot of pork. Do they call that pork? Yeah. Bloat? There's a lot of bloat. That's the issue. You know what I mean? Like, that's that that's where you, like... Bernie Sanders, all that shit, raise taxes on the wealthy, we pay for shit. I'm with that. Let Where's the money go? Because if you raise the taxes on the wealthy and that guy's money just goes to some fucking guy in a suit 
and doesn't show up anywhere. It doesn't reflect anywhere in my surroundings and shit's all fucked up despite the amount of money we pour into the system. That's the problem. Goes to the fell in the suits uh, cousin who. It's just exchanging hands at that point. Who got the gig in a lowest contract, lowest bid contracting yeah. uh, effort that uh, was crooked from the start. Right. Yes. Uh, so. I don't. Yes. Okay. That's fine. That's very practical, etc. But I just would like to hear the the. I'd like to hear the moral argument for. People with more should pay more while receiving the same or lesser services. I, I would like to hear that argument because people with more should pay more feels intuitive. That feels like, oh, that is right. That is good. And then on examination, you but go. The people who need more often don't have the resources to pay more. Sure, uh, listen, I'm not necessarily asking them to pay more. I'm just asking. Mm-hmm. I'm starting with the premise. Right. Why would someone with more pay f- pay more? For less, what is is that is that right? Is that is that? I'm uh, here's the question. The question I'm coming from is a moral question or an ethical question, rather. That simply because you have more, do you deserve less for your money? You're asking me. Uh, yeah, I'm asking uh, through an ethicist's lens. Yeah, it, 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 because we always make it about if you have more, you should. The right thing to do would be to give more, but. But Christian thing, but, but, but that's my problem is mm-hmm. that that's the lens in essence. The, the essence the lens is either some kind of Marxian f- or Marxist fucking, uh, Hey, we, uh, uh, because you have, that means that it's cro- The system is crooked and you should uh, give up what you have. Or it's some Christian shit where it's, Hey, wouldn't it be great if everybody did that? But I'm coming from some, maybe some type of Randian shit here where I'm just saying, Okay, but why is it right to take away what somebody has and and to to offer them the same or less than someone else? What what, what is right about that? Like, what is and if for I would argue that anybody who is unwilling to have this conversation is coming from one of those three perspectives, either like a a Marxist thing, a, a broadly Christian thing. Uh, like, and we'll just say Christian new age where it's like Christian good feeling, like, well, come on, man. You know what I mean? Like, why aren't you just being cool about this? But what is that third thing where it's like, Hey, why is it okay for me to take and give nothing in return for that money? (laughs) Why is that okay? Well, I guess the argument would be that you achieved your wealth through the system Therefore, it's incumbent on you to pay back into it. Uh, okay, so is that does that work in all directions? Does a person who failed it, it is they failed because of the system, and therefore what? Like where 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 does that rationale track? Well, ideally, you would have lower taxes on people that make less money. I mean, that is the way it's currently set up. Yes, but why is that good? Is my question? Huh? Why is that good? Is my question. It's the larger evil to impoverish someone uh, for the for for the state than to take from someone who has done well. Yeah. Why? Why? That's the lesser evil. Why though? Because that person has more resources to take care of themselves. Yeah, but to sustain it, themselves to live. Uh, I okay, get so it. You, it go- so, you, so, you, but you're using lesser evil colloquially, where you're saying it, the practical thing to do here. 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, where's the money supposed to come from? Not the practical thing. I'm asking the moral thing. Are we? We're we're operating under the. This is the problem. For this argument to work, you have to operate under the notion that the money, when taken from the individual, goes towards the quote-unquote larger public good or the infrastructure of this. You know, again, all the resources that we all utilize and need. Yes, that's so. That's the first failed premise. I agree. I mean, but yeah, but I mean that is. For the, like I said, for this for this idea, I, this is the thing. When Joe Rogan moved out of California mm-hmm. because he got that money from Spotify yeah. and said, "I don't want to give half of it to the state of California," yeah, I don't blame him uh-huh. because giving up fifty million of of his dollars, if you're in that position, uh, ain't nothing going to change. Yep. And where'd that fifty mil go? Well, interesting thought here. Yeah. I don't, Joe Rogan, what, apparently opened a comedy club or something? In Texas, yeah. Okay, so in let's Austin, say that yeah. Joe takes the money that he saved in taxes and does something entrepreneurial. Now, let's say that it uh, has a role in revitalizing downtown Austin, which I am at often and is a, an actual pit. Pit. So let's say that— It's funny. It has all the problems of L.A. that he was uh Yeah, 100 percent, yeah. yeah. Uh, but let's say— Let's say that he he invests that money and a fraction. Let's say that he's put in three mil on a space versus the 50 mil that he would give the state. And in whatever way it contributes to the revitalization of that area. Yeah. And in 10 years it's it's thriving. Mm-hmm. Not because of him, yeah, but in part because of in him. In part. Yeah, sure. Does that not have more value? Than a needle exchange program that doesn't work yeah. and uh, seemingly does uh, nothing but keep people in nonprofits employed. Yeah. At, at, I should mention, by the way, everybody, at, when we talk about nonprofits employing people, uh, there's always this thing, well, the people at the top are making $200,000. No, no, no. I actually have less of a problem with that. Mm-hmm. What about the problem that Okay, uh, the majority of the people working for these nonprofits are making thirty six thousand dollars a year, and we're keeping them in essence in a in a state of financial life support. Yeah, <laughs> like yo, know, why is that good? <laughs> why is what is the moral good there? Yeah, well, uh, the thing is, for so I hear what you're saying. It, the thing is, <sighs> Joe Rogan or people like Joe Rogan or people that. You're operating under the premise that he gets to keep his money, therefore he invests it back into the community, and that's a better use of your dollars than it is for the state to take I, it. Listen, I don't take it. But, as a, you rely, but you're sort of relying on the person to make that decision. He could have easily kept the money in his 100%, pocket. hundred percent, and I yeah. don't take it as a given that trickle-down economics works. And I, uh, relying on philanthropy of people is not— that, But it's not philanthropy. It's, it, not, it's entrepreneurship. Isn't that the same thing? No. What, so, so, what's the meaningful dis- distinction? Philanthropy— would be him giving that would be him giving that money. Yeah. To it was like a museum or something. Or, yes, yeah. it, w- it would be him giving that money. Yeah. He hopes to see a profit. Sure, sure. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And and so, but does it work? No, it it does not always work. It's just an argument that, hey, if if I had my choice, I'll be honest. Right now, I have no connection to everybody. If this is your first time listening and you think you're talking to, or you think you're listening to, you know, The Blaze or something, uh, 
No, this is mentally handicapped Zizek versus uh, Peterson. Yes, exactly. This is this is uh, Eric is uh, Zizek who fell off a ladder, <laughs> and, and I'm uh, Peterson I'm, who had a stroke. I'm Peterson who had a stroke, <laughs> and and uh, so so everybody understand because I feel like Joe Rogan, as pathetic as this is, this is the most pathetic. This reflects so poorly on our fucking society. You have to preface Joe Rogan talk. Why? Because people see him like if if you if you just say if you talk about him plainly then you you are seen as a certain type of dude like a right leaning dude really yeah 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 joe rogan's right leaning i mean he's not at all provably is not yeah. even a little bit but but uh that's how that's how the things so just for our first time listeners of this podcast whatever uh let me just say if you asked me to tithe my taxes to the state, not the state of California, but at large, the f- fucking federal government, or to give it directly to Joe Rogan, yeah, I'd rather give it to Joe Rogan. Hmm. Same, same to me. Well, one of them, yeah, one of them, I think, is probably going to fund a Hellfire missile. In, in, in yeah yeah all right good point yeah, yeah. And, I, and i think the other one yeah will probably make sure that his uh daughter's daughters are are wealthy and if you ask me which one is the moral good here yeah is it the missile that can flatten a block you know what i mean let's call the missile the baby pulper Right, Christ. like so. Are yeah. would you rather pay for the baby pulper? Yeah. Or would you rather pay for Joe Rogan's Saint Rogie's granddaughter? Yeah. To take uh, uh, pottery classes in twenty in, tw- in, in twenty thirty thirty seven or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. What's it going to be? Yeah, I mean, look, it, it is. I do listen. You and I have both both been listening to Leftover Crack for twenty years. Yes. Uh, I hope I've seen some some glimmer that this Israeli uh, Palestinian conflict is like awakening some sort of hey I hate that my tax dollars go to uh, the baby pulper missile I, I see that bubbling up in the young folks and I'm like good yes yes remember that we forgot that for twenty years yeah but uh, young people in my experience still love the state. It, it, it's. I think that in some they love their idealized version of the state. I, but that's the thing. It's like they they would tell you they hate America, right? But that's an interesting idea. So when I worked for farmers, they were very clear. They love America, mm. hate the state. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's that's. I think that's common amongst right wing people. So now because there's people that'll be like, how can you say you love America and storm the Capitol? And it's like they 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 believe yes they believe not me everybody they believe that their beloved America has been corrupted. Well, or yes, they do believe that and, they don't and, like the corruption of the people in the thing. And there's probably some so probably some like you'd say uh, I forget what the word what, what they're stupid. It's been corrupted for a century. Well, sure, but a what, century. But what's the um, what's the term for when you are? It's it's the uh, essentially constitutionalist. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's probably some constitutionalists in in the crowd that believe that when your government uh, is no longer representative, that you have the right to overthrow it. That mm-hmm. uh, that is it. That it is a human right. 1776. Yeah, that is a, that that is the right the right of 
I forget what they call that, but the, but whatever. We we should read our read our founding fathers. You, you don't carry your little constitutional handbook. I, I do not. In you, fact. you don't wear it over your heart. No, I. Oh, all right. Uh, I thought in your lapel you had a mini constitution and a and a cross. Yeah, but it's just to protect me from assassination. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, but it's interesting that yes, on the right you have people that hate the hate the state, love, love the United States. And then on the left, you have people that hate the United States, love the state. I see. I kind of see that going away on the left though. I fucking wish. Well, no, there's, there's status in the notion of their idealized state in their head. And so are, so are the 1776 people. Oh yeah. Sure. You know, I mean that the horseshoe theory sort of proves that the commonality, the thing that unites the horseshoe, the through line is that they are opposed to, the thing that currently is. Yeah. Right. And there's, I guess as far as in my, in my, uh, fell off a ladder brain, um, there's two ways to reform that through a violent overthrow or institutional reform. And there's been a lot of promise of institutional reform this century and seemingly very little of it. So you're going full patriot is what you're telling me. Well, the thing that I well, not, I can't make anybody happy because, mm. yeah, you say you're going full patriot. But the thing, the last piece of legislation that I can remember that positively affected my life was probably Obamacare. Mm. That is the last time I can honestly, and maybe I'm an idiot, and maybe there's other things I didn't notice. Maybe perhaps somehow the infrastructure bill did something good for me. I don't know. The highway is better, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. We drove from San Diego to Los Angeles last night. I was fucking shocked at how bad the roads were. I thought we were going to die. It's so bad. <laughs> um, no, the last time I can remember, you know, I was a young person when that passed, and so that meant I got to stay on my folks' health care. Yep. That's a tangible good in my life. Past. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Legitimately. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That was good. Could use a little... I'm older now. Could use a little more help. Yeah. Uh, but... What was my point? My point is that people love their idealized version of the state. Yep. Everybody's a statist in their perfect world. Uh, and their means to get it is, I don't, I don't know. I mean, sometimes it feels like reform's the only way, but also it feels like, damn, this shit is set up so that you can't reform it. Yeah. You know? So, you know, I don't know. No, no perfect solutions. No, but, no, no solutions, only trade-offs. But as far as our tax conversation goes, yeah, I hope we have – I mean, and that goes back to – I mean, when can we talk about a third party? Never. I guess never. I mean, I don't, like we openly acknowledge that like – I mean this the, – again, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, I think it's making people realize that, look, there's just some fucking issues that are bipartisan that don't do shit for anybody. Trump is going to fund the war machine. Biden's going to fund the war machine. If if you want to reform the thing, it's incumbent on you to perhaps uh, research into a third party candidate. That Trump, will, Trump says he won't. Trump says he's the peace candidate. D- doubts. Yeah, d- big <laughs> it, doubts. It is doubts. But if we're taking him on face value, he says that he would negotiate his way out of Ukraine, negotiate his way out of uh, Israel. Ukraine, maybe. Maybe Israel is very difficult to see him. I mean, you know, listen, everybody, I know a lot about anti-Semitism. 
because I'm committed to the cause. No, because I, <laughs> because I bleep that I've been on this fucking uh, Twitter, the, the, my racist Twitter that I've been following for the last fucking month, uh, two months now, right? When did that? When, no, it was yeah. Well, one, since one month. No, well, since since Israel a little bit, but it got bad after the Jew tunnels, mm. right? So, uh, you know, everybody sees Trump as you know the base god, but his ties to Israel are pretty pretty deep. You know, I mean, yeah. I I don't know if he's going to. Uh, you know, you were telling me him and Netanyahu don't get along at all. I don't think it I, th- I thought I read something that, I mean, that listen, I'm sure on. Netanyahu thinks he's a moron, but yeah. I, I, I find it difficult to believe uh, people. It's funny when you're, when you get into the really, uh, really fucking like whatever's past right wing, whenever you're fucking on the semi, semi, uh, ethno state. Yes. When, <laughs> when you arrive there, they all think Trump is super compromised just for ha- having Jared Kushner in his house. Can you pause the recording? I have to get my laundry. I don't want to be a scumbag. Oh, you don't want to be that guy that leaves it there for fucking hours at a time? Hours. <laughs> that's just a that's just a type of dude here. All right, we're we're rolling again. You had your little. I had to put it back in the dryer. It wasn't dry enough. Fuck. Yo, I think everybody. Every like, I see people in this building. I think everyone out here is just living their own little their own little taxi driver. Do you think people are falling apart the way that you and ever are falling apart? Or do you yes. Think people, fuck. I don't think it's I don't think it's unique to us. What do you think happened to this area? Do you think it was like two strikes and a shitty economy? That's what it was. I mean, didn't help. No, I kind of think in some ways that's modern life. Were the people here frauds to begin with? Yeah. And now the now the ride is over. I'm too real for these. People. No, is that what it is? I'm too real. But is the ride over? Call me too real. That's what I, I have for yeah. a long time. Yeah, <laughs> that's too Eric. Too real. Is is the ride over? I mean, if it doesn't start up in the next two months, it's over. We got two months left on the counter on the on the doomsday clock. We're two minutes to midnight. Yours or the world? The working man. The working man has two months? Yeah, two months. Wow. You see what's going on out here? Because it's not just TV and film. It's like, my, I got a buddy who's like an iron worker. Says it's all gone to shit. So there's no work. He lives in New York City. He, he says his foreman said you should try going to Detroit. A lot of work there. A third of the people in my industry lost their jobs this year. That's video games, right? Yep, third. And, and so, that, so what about comics? Nobody's employed anywhere. What about uh, tech? Microsoft? Uh, how many people they just, how many heads they just slash? I mean, Google just m- murdered 50,000 or something like that. 30,000? Did you see that? Uh, I've, I've heard tell that the LA Times is not going to exist by the end of this year. I think that's likely. So, so how many fields is that? We got construction. TV, film, journalism, video games, tech. Everybody's getting slashed. What's a boy to do? Uh, vote Trump. Oh! No, I don't think so. Uh, <clears throat> listen. Vote Kennedy. I'm looking at you right now. Mm. And I, I sense that when you're in the booth by yourself, <laughs> and these little fucking, the people that write us about their teaching gigs can't judge you. 
Mm. You're gonna be pulling a lever from a man. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna say fuck it, Eric. Here's the question, and this is a real question: How many people just say fuck it this election? They're in the booth. It's nobody but you and God. You're thinking about how you're broke and how Trump didn't seem to destroy the republic the last time. Yeah, but I don't think any of the things that are happening now are necessarily Biden's fault. Doesn't necessarily mean he wins a vote. You got a, you got a mouthful of cookie right now. I got now. a lot of cookie. Yeah, <clears throat> this is an employed man. I can afford my $7 cookies. So... Who are you pulling for? Uh, it's just you and Jesus in there. <sighs> or do you decline to say? I vote. I vote anti-flag. Wow. No, I vote. I vote Stizza. I could write in Stizza. Stizza crack. Yeah. And we want to hear a darker scenario. Tell me, because a lot of people predict a Trump win at this stage. I'm among them. It's still how many months away? Nine? Sounds right. Something like that. Nine or ten months away. Uh, here's a here's a. Both men die. Oh, I, you're being optimistic. Yeah. Uh, no. How about this? How about this scenario? Play this one. Uh, Trump wins popular vote. Biden wins electoral college. The re is going in the the re is on the other foot. The re is on the other foot. <laughs> Can you uh, imagine? I would just love to see CNN, MSNBC, Libs be like, and this is why the this is what the system is for. This is oh, what yeah, the electoral yeah, yeah. system. This is what the electoral college was set up for. Yep. Meanwhile, they when when Hillary lost, it was big re. It's it's interesting that might kick off. People talk about cold civil war approaching civil war. That might kick it off. It's interesting that when things, what if, what when if things cap, break cap, your way. Capital, capital riot times 10. I cannot give my opinion on this because apparently we've got, in the same way that you couldn't make 9-11 jokes for a year, mm. apparently I have to wait until the um, statute of limitations <clears throat> is up on people being offended by January 6th as a concept. How long do you give it? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I kind of, I've always discounted that. I think people are all talk. Yeah, but there, there are people that try to paint you with a broad brush if you, because like, remember when I would go on Ask to Grind and I would say, mm, I don't know. <laughs> and Tom would be like, oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But honestly, mm. I don't know. Is the occupation of a tax-funded building that belongs to the American people mm. during an act of protest, is that, is that the worst thing that ever happened in the history of humanity? Worse than 9-11. <laughs> Remember that. Yeah. Fuck, somebody said that. Kamala Harris said that. Fuck! Kamala Harris said that. Yeah, that, uh, we excuse Well, me. or maybe she didn't say exactly that, I think she, but I think she put January 6th on the same level as, as 9-11, which is just, come on. Yeah. Come on. Uh, I was happy to see everybody know she's on pills. That that remember when I was like, why? I feel like I'm losing my mind. She on pills. Who's she's on pills? She on pills. 
She on she on the the. She's on the hyper CBD. She's on the, uh, what, what do they call it? The uh, del- She's on the Delta 9 gummies. Yeah, she, yeah, exactly. She's on the stars of death. Yeah. Uh, she's on the cushy dreams. Let's see. So, how interesting. I just Googled uh, State House Occupied, mm. looking for other examples. You're, you're Patrick Bundy. That's right. Exactly right. I'm, uh, Not married with children, folks. No. <clears throat> Kaczynski. Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. Trans rights protesters occupying Oklahoma's Capitol building. I love this. I Google State House Occupied. Here's an article from 2021. Wisconsin Act 10 protests versus U.S. Capitol riot. Four key differences. Because you have to fucking rationalize yeah, you why have to they're su- so different. You have to support one and yes. demonize the other. Yes. Hey, oh, trans rights protesters occupying Oklahoma State Capitol. Go for it. Yeah. I support you. Mm-hmm. I'll march with my trans sisters. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Oh, you're against the state in whatever capacity today? I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. But look at you. You're you're you you got four jobs. I do. You should love the state. You're winning. What do you mean? No, no, no. That's not winning. You're winning. That's not winning. Mm. Although if I could get five jobs. <laughs> you're winning. People see that as losing. No, that's winning. People see it as like, oh, it's it's tragic that you have to work so much. Is it? No. Well, listen, when we say jobs, three of them are you talking into a microphone. That's a fact. That's not a job. It's very hard. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not you're not hauling wheelbarrows from six a.m. to six p.m. Name something harder than this podcasting. It's this beyond a conversation we'd be having whether or not microphones were turned on podcasting yeah. hardest job in north america hardest job in north america i mean we got to do we got to do another one for I, is this patreon or is this main feed we got to do one, we got to do a bonus and a regular i don't know i i got to do my uh, my other job for, i know but for you're 10 hours you're here for another 24 we can we can sneak one in we going out to eat today what are we doing huh we're going out to eat with the boys yeah brian spencer yeah uh, evan Where's Mac? We don't invite him to shit anymore? He's not no, I don't know. Mac texted me, but he said he's got a hockey game or something. I don't know. It's fucking stupid. The guy's uh, always playing hockey, this guy. Uh, I can't believe the hockey. Can't believe the hockey. Grown yeah. man. You're going you're gonna to blow out your kneecap. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, so, we were talking about how getting you to admit that January 6th was a good thing. Was lit. Is January lit? Is proving difficult. You're you're mincing words. No, I mean, is it, this because you want to be employed again in your life? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it. Uh, no, I thought. Well, I am of the uh, belief and persuasion that Donald Trump, in fact, did not win the election. Oh wow! And I believe everyone who was present on January sixth was under the pretense that either he did. Or that he should have. Sure. And they were perhaps going to march in and, and uh, shit on Mike Pence. But this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. The, the, so there is this complete confusion. This is what I would argue with Tom about because mm. I'd say, well, Tom, there was a number of Black Lives Matter protests that ended in violence. I, I, I just don't know why we're splitting hairs. on. And he would say, but one is for racism and one is against racism. And it's like, <clears throat> okay, you're thinking like a New Yorker, which is so irritating. Because New Yorkers all have this might makes right sort of, or, or uh, ends justify the means sort of attitude about things, right? It'll be like, but you don't get it. And, and you'll be like, but what don't I get? These people have, they maintain the same rights despite whatever we view as their despicable beliefs. They're all citizens and 
the, this United States, right? And then a New Yorker will be like, oh, but he's dancing on the flag. You know what I mean? And you'll be like, yeah, but that doesn't negate his, he doesn't go to the gulag because he danced on the flag. So, <clears throat> yes, the January 6th protesters mm-hmm. are chimp-like. In, chimp, the, yeah. in, in their understanding yeah. of electoral politics. Yeah. We could call them stupid, simple people. But or if you if be, we could just say that they are uh, severely confused. Whichever euphemism for fell off a ladder you want yeah. is, is fine. <laughs> but to my, my understanding is yeah. people who fell off a ladder are entitled to the same rights and protections under the Constitution of the United States as people who did not fall off a ladder. Yes. So somebody being in the right and somebody being in the wrong has no bearing on how the state should apply justice, right? Did you break the law or did you not? We can either say, hey, yeah, they broke the law, but in point of fact, we, we have a history of occupation as a form of protest and we tend to just lightly slap them on the wrist because we understand what we understand that in a free society, this is a valid form of nonviolent protest. Mm. If that's good for one, if that's for our good for our trans sister, give me a give me a very trans name. Sandy. Sandy's pretty trans, but I was thinking <laughs> I was thinking like Zenith Sony or something. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Oh, right? going, yeah, yeah. Like, like one of Philly the, basement. Like Philly basement. Yeah. You're taking your name from a piece of electronics that your parents owned in uh, fucking 20 years ago. Yeah, uh, Zenith JVC. G- <laughs> Zenith JVC, my trans sister, simply because we agree with her and we don't agree with uh, uh, Jebediah yeah. at the fucking protest. Yeah. No bearing. But it's, I, I think it's, I don't think it's agree with. I think you you have to make some distinction between, and I'm going to sound like Tom. Yeah, here you go. But <laughs> listen, I I can sympathize with being under the 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 spell of propaganda or none of that's important though. It is though. Why is that important? Because if you're if you're under the false pretense of something. And you uh, are engaging in the violent overthrow or the undoing of ostensibly a democratic fair election. Not what was happening. People went into it. There is nothing in the in. There is nothing in that Capitol building that overturns elections. See, we're gonna. Were were they not rat? Were they not certifying the vote or something like that? No, there's nothing that they could have done to stop or change an election. But. Was that the motive of at least some of the people that were there? Doesn't matter if they thought that there was free candy inside. <laughs> it does not matter. It kind of, well, it, intention matters, doesn't it? No. In what in what way? The way that the law is applied? Are we saying, hey, you had an idea that was ludicrous, so you uh, exercised your right as an American to protest, and you, this other person, were grounded in reality, and you exercised your right to protest? Well, so I guess. <clears throat> Yes, I think that's relevant. I guess what they, I guess the argument is that the purposes of the Capitol, the riot that took place at the Capitol, were not simply occupational protest. It was to undo a democratic election. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand how we have any 
down to the individual, we yeah. cannot understand their motivations. Some people were there for a good time. Exactly. But some people, I think, brought ARs. It, but the, a lot of those people... Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I don't... So the weapons thing is interesting because apparently there was very few weapons that day, right? But let's say that you brought weapons. How, how, how many or how few is relevant to the conversation? Well, one has the one AR has the power to do a lot of fucked up things. Sure, but if you have a right to constitutional carry in that state, then who gives a fuck? Do you in DC? I couldn't say. But couldn't well, say. if you didn't, then you're immediately open for arrest anyway, and none of this matters. You know what I mean? So, so it's like the crime was not entering the Capitol building. I just, I just want to clarify for the listeners at home that while this is happening, Pat is just ripping farts like a horse. Yeah, it's true. While he, while he farts out of his mouth, also. <clears throat> so. The point is, yeah. we have laws against you carrying an AR. Those laws are separate from your ability to protest in this country. You notice I'm showing you the bottom of my shoe right now. It's, it's a crime. Dis- disrespect in the Arab world. <laughs> That's a crime in a lot of countries. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I'm very mad. Could you imagine you're, just, you're hanging out in Jeddah and you do something like this and uh-oh. Uh-oh. You're in, a, you're in prison now. You got to get extradited. The president's involved because he did this. You know what's unfair? What? I was just going to say, oh, uh, yeah, and then Abarak is, is mad at you. I don't actually know if Abarak is a name. It certainly sounds like a convincing Arab name, right? Barak is a name. But Abarak? Oh, yeah, Abarak is a name. <laughs> but <clears throat> Abarak sounds like a convincing Arab name, right? Low effort, but... But, so I don't know if it is or not. Is it, is that... Like, what about when the Japanese say, like, Bobson Dognut is, is, is an American name? Right. Why isn't there a white history month? Is that, why isn't there a white history? That's what I'm driving at. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. You, you nailed it. If it's good for one, it's good for the yeah, other. Right, right, right. Now, do you want to do a uh, listener call before we depart? Oh, <clears throat> see, you got to remind me of these because I, yeah, I can't, I would have completely forgotten. Listener is that, call. Is that, is that an Apple Watch you got on? No, it's a Fitbit. It's very. It's a very big, beautiful face that that thing has. You like it, huh? When I tried buying a band for my Apple Watch, I found out that I've got the Femi Apple Watch with the small face, and that made all, it all made sense that I, nobody respects me. Nobody respects you. <laughs> uh, maybe it's because you just let farts rip around people. People see that as a sign of respect. <laughs> In some cultures, yeah. some cultures, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in Australia, that I've ate, yeah, I've eaten well. In, in Australia, that uh, that that's seen as a sign of respect. All right, here's a here's a message from a caller. Listen, man, I just this is gonna be short and sweet. Eric, save yourself the trouble, bro. You wouldn't last a day on the dock. You wouldn't last a minute on the dock. You got soft hands, man. I can tell. I can fucking tell. Later. Saying it wouldn't last on the docks. What was that ticking sound? That's a great question. <laughs> what was that? Is like, that? Like I said, people out here, they're, uh, they're, they got, they got their own, they're in their own little Travis Bickle world. He's getting ready to... to uh... Does anybody call us without a slurred voice? No. Is all of our listeners drinking to our podcast? Very likely. What did that guy say? He said you're weak? He said I wouldn't last a day on the docks. Remember I said I'd, I'd like to be a dock worker? Yeah, but I, I, in some respects I agree with him because from the outset you were saying weirdo shit like, yeah, I'll get my forklift. Yeah. And Why is that weirdo? 
Because it sounded like you were doing everything to circumvent actually lifting something with your back. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't want to do that. Yes. Yeah, Every day? This, this fellow's right. Every day? You'd be jacked in fucking six weeks. It's true. But, but that's why we have forklifts. Forklifts. Forklift. The fork lifts it. Why, why am I lifting it? I get it, but it just sounds like you were already conspiring to do the least. I just, I think it sounds nice to wear a jumpsuit, get up at six. The jumpsuit thing is really a fantasy. That's the hard hat. Watch the sunrise from the dock. Yeah, this is. See my, see my buddy John. Yep. Dap him up and say, what are we doing today, boss? Yep. Yeah. He, says, <laughs> he says, we got some containers coming in. You say again? That's crazy. We've done that for 300 days. <laughs> you say again? I think I, I think I have to go to a specialist. Crazy. That's like, I forgot that's my job. Yeah. Every day, more boxes. I'd get tired of it pretty quick. Boxes? Just working on the dock. I could do it, but I, I don't. I think it would lose the 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 romanticizing I was hap- having. I think I'd. How do you think you pace yourself at a dock? What I mean by that is, I get a sense of accomplishment in the things that I do because I know when they're done. Mm. Right, like I just recorded a record. When the record comes out, if it's good, I'll be like, "Oh, that's it's done. That's great." Right, <clears throat> the tour done how long does that last 10 seconds right yeah (laughs) it's literally 10 seconds Mm -hmm. uh yeah i don't you know say what's next uh yeah right that's that's the best mindset i think ian asked me when when we were uh doing the podcast about career stuff uh i've been struggling for 10 years to get this one opportunity and i got it and he said How'd you feel? Like, did, what, did you do anything to celebrate? Did you feel? And I said, hey, I got an Indian lunch. There you go. And and he knew. I thought that was interesting that he knew that there is no lasting joy for me. <laughs> like that, that, that it wasn't like I can't roll around in any of that. Did, just, he, did he know because of you as a person, or because he doesn't feel it himself? No, he feels it. Oh, he, does he? He feels Good some joy. Good for him. Uh, I feel it for ex- like it affects my mood not at all. <laughs> I feel good. I mean, I feel good about it. I don't feel like yeah, no, of course, yeah. You know what I mean? But, but you don't really. But outside of people bringing it up, you probably don't think about it very much. No, right. So, uh, yeah, I, I the joy is doing the thing. The joy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do they call the catharsis? That? Uh, catharsis, uh, mm. uh, overrated band, but the. Uh, <laughs> The, the, um, what is it? Uh, object, not object. Object permanence? No, not object permanence. It's, it's the independence from the outcome, outcome independence. Hmm. Um, the idea that it doesn't, the thing, the way that this pans out does not matter so much as the effort to arrive there. Right? So, uh, because there's a million things that can go wrong. I hate, I hate people that don't acknowledge that. Again, it's that ordained by God, like lower middle class brain set where yeah you, where, where it's like things worked out for me because they had to nope nope <laughs> nope and guess what there's still plenty of time for als oh yeah oh yeah if celine dion is going to be frozen within her body in the next year and a half and she was one of the most successful recording artists of all time i got bad news for you brother there is no ordained by god no was that that spot on your lung was that ordained by god yeah exactly yeah, that little lump in your in your colon, ordained. Your that enlarged prostate. It's a thing, right? 
It's if a, young men have an absolute brain disease. Uh, women have a brain disease, and that they're, they're they're whatever. But the the men have this brain disease when they're successful from the ages of let's say twenty six to forty six. Yeah, they really believe that that it was they could work at a dock. No, that it was all it was all them, and it had to be that way. Yep. And then, bad news, brother. It ain't you. You're. It ain't you. Yeah. Your hardest efforts, they help. They, they, I mean, they put the thing in motion. They couldn't have happened without you technically. But then you realize the randomness of life when your retina, when you find out, oh, I have a congenital condition where my retinas detach and I'm going to be blind by the time I'm fucking 55. Yeah. Whoopsie. <laughs> Was that ordained by God? Rather be blind than deaf. Well, way to look on the bright side. But <laughs> I, 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 I'm saying... The, I imagine if I was deaf, I would just continue to be in a band. Yeah. And just, yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. Get all the write ups. How's your hearing? It's pretty shit. You think you're going to be deaf at some point in your lifetime? I won't be deaf, but I will certainly, I'm already the guy who can't understand. I've I've said this a million times. I call a Thai place to order my food. Mm. If he, the man picks up the phone and he's in the kitchen, I I don't know what he's saying on any level whatsoever. And I think I've explained that as your as hearing damage increases, yeah. your your frequencies uh, collapse. Yeah. So everything is compressed in the same way I'm going to compress this podcast. But it, because this podcast is compressed intentionally to just pick up two channels and make them the same volume, even though your volume is, I'm going to be honest, utterly fucking limp and pathetic. Really. Well, I have a cloud lifter on, and you are weakling. See cloud this little, lift. See this little device? So I got to talk louder. No, I've already jacked you up as fucking high. I turned myself down and jacked you up as high as I can. Um, <clears throat> but right now, you're like... You're, you Harrison Bergeron yourself. I did, yeah. 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 Uh, but So... Uh, well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend, and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. It is now 2024, and the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts, or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now the podcast about nothing your favorite podcast's favorite podcast 
Do you enjoy nothing? <laughs> so do we. Why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts. Thank you. Frequencies have collapsed. Mm. Everything's compressed Yeah. in a negative way. So at 60 years old, you're going to be going, yeah, no egg. Yeah. No egg. That's exactly it. No, no I said no egg. No, did, did you say no egg back to me? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's me. What? Well, it, well, did you say my, egg or no egg? I'm going to be Lou Reed when he called the restaurant I worked at and said, no, I'm gluten free. <laughs> it means I can't have gluten. Do you know what gluten is? <laughs> yeah, Lou Reed, you piece of shit. But in his defense, how many times has he probably ordered? I worked the, at a fucking vegan restaurant. He ordered the pad CU, and he said, "This is fucking gluten in it. I'm gonna be backed up." I didn't. I didn't work at Ruby Tuesdays. I was working <laughs> at this fucking vegan restaurant. Oh, I thought he was ordering from the the WWF restaurant. No, I thought he was getting the the Dusty Roads Texas Roadhouse burger. Yeah, no, he was he was getting the the gold dust uh, potato jewels. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> no, Lou Reed. Terrible with service workers. Yeah. Burn in hell. Musically? Got some tracks. What's funny is you could say anything you want about Lou Reed because nobody on earth liked him. No one likes him? Like I like him. No, no, music. You don't like nobody liked him as a person. Oh, as a person? Not you, one person liked him as a person. I respect that he was like the ultimate shit talker of his time. Yeah. Miserable. Person. Yeah, he seems like miserable. Yeah, yeah. What do you think happened? It's crazy. I can't say what happened because I can't say what happened because you get in trouble if you say what happened. What to Lou Reed? Yeah. What happened? Can't say. I'll get in trouble. But he was in Namble, right? Listen, he was in Nam. No, <laughs> listen. I I thought about a thing. I'll we can leave after this. You know how people do, does anybody want you to drink? Yes. Who who wants you to drink in your life? My good buddy James. Yeah, but James is living in a basement. Listen, most people don't want you to drink. I presume. Most people, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's that's probably the case for me. But my bandmates think I'm a fucking lame. Mm. Who? And they, I don't know if they want they want me to smoke weed. Certainly, but but yeah. Delta nine. But they would, I think about this a lot. Drinking awakens different things for different people, obviously. You don't know until you have that experience. What if drinking helped me? Like what? Like, like what if, what if the, what if spinning out saved me the nervous breakdown? I think a nervous breakdown is fine. I don't even understand why people fear a nervous break. We got we got a friend. I think he's listening to this podcast. He had a nervous breakdown. Doing better now. Breakdowns come, breakdowns go. What That's gonna, exactly right. What are you going to do about it? That's what I'd like to know. So, it's a Paul Simon lyric. I thought uh, thought it was a Killing Time lyric. So, <laughs> it, 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 but two New York legends. <clears throat> here's my point, though. Well, now you got me in Paul Simon land. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are we talking about? Is Run the Jewels the most NPC music? 
Yeah, it's. I mean, when I heard it, uh, you know, Mary from Self Defense nailed it when she said, "Oh, this is for this is for playing laser tag." It sounds like what plays at a laser tag arena. I I I don't know what it sounds like at all. Imagine a scene in a Jason Statham movie. Yeah, where he's running through. Um, he's running through a marketplace. Okay, and it's it it's done mostly for it's an action it's an action movie, but it's got some comical elements, like a Chinese lady, like throws a walk at him or something, right? That's like, fun. You know, what I mean that type of shit. That's good. Run the jewels would play during that. See, this is why this is why AI will never take over because they couldn't. And they can't good. do what I do. Yeah, they can't do what you do. Walk. Although, what if she uses the walk to deflect a bullet? Well, that's the thing. No, no. She hits him with a walk. Yeah. He spins around, grabs the walk, and yeah. then a, a, so the, one of the bad guys shoots at him. Yeah. And the, and the bullets bounce off the walk as he holds it in front of his face. Yeah. He would have been dead without the walk. Mm-hmm. And then he hands the walk back to the Chinese lady, who then goes back to using it. Yeah. While they chase him. You understand where I'm going? I, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm fo- I follow. Run the Jewels blasts over that. Took the walk to Poland. Oh, full circle. Would drinking the walk help me? I don't think it helps anybody. <laughs> I mean, it seems to seems to have done a lot of good for Lil Yachty. I took the walk to Poland. Do you think my misogyny is a reflection of my racism? <laughs> have to snip that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, goodbye, everybody. All right, uh, patreon.com slash worst possible timeline bonus episodes. Oh, 720. Oh, fuck. This is going to happen every episode now. What's the number? I have no space in my brain, folks. Uh, 720, right? Those, that's the first number. Where did I put the number? I should just put it in my notes. That sounds um, ideal. Do you think I'll remember to do that? No, I think oh, fuck. chances are very very low. Fuck. What's the number? 720-805-9785. 720-805-9785. Give the number a call, and uh, you can leave us a message, and we'll play it on the episode. Patreon.com says so worst possible timeline. Goodbye.